Look how much African-American communities have suffered under democratic control. To those I say the following, what do you have to lose by trying something new like Trump? What do you have to lose? It was radically bold speech. Nobody did that. Nobody spoke like that. And I'm glad he did. It worked. And for four years, African-Americans in this country made huge advances in terms of economics, unemployment reduced. But now, with Joe Biden, it's back to business as usual. It is back to the same old junk. Joe Biden today went to historically black college, uh, South Carolina State, where he bragged, he lied, and he pandered, all right? That's what he's been doing for 50 years. That's a hard habit to break. So he did all of that, and then also there was a lot of weirdness too. Don't you ever forget where you came from. That's your secret power. You understand? I've spoken over 140 heads of state since I've become president. You know what they all ask me? Is America going to be all right? Angry, weird, <laughs> the rage. Here's the pandering. Everything is just about to turn around. We're going to do someday so many great things. We're expanding summer programs and job opportunities and other op services to keep young people safe and set them up for success. We're helping formerly incarcerated people re-enter their communities. We're going to reinstate access to Pell Grants, job training, apprenticeships, proven pathways to a better life. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. This is the pandering that Donald Trump was talking about back in 2016. Everything. They're just on the verge of doing something big. Infrastructure law we just wrote and signed in the, in the law and that Jim did so much to pass. We're going to create better jobs for millions of people to rebuild our roads, highways, bridges, cities, small towns, rural communities. It means more opportunities for black businessmen, black contractors, black engineers, building black communities back to where they have to be. The bragging, the lying, the pandering. This is Joe's, I don't know, muscle memory kicking in. This is really all he's ever done. For just two years, if you look at his resume, he had a normal life. Two brief years after law school, before he ran for the city council in Wilmington. Two years as a person who wasn't looking for campaign contributions, who wasn't asking for a favor, asking for a vote, asking for something. Just two short years. This is what he does. The phoniness, the um, grandiosity, the silliness, it's so apparent now, it's really kind of funny and sad, too. On police reform, I share the frustration, and I know the family well, George Family Justice Act and Policing Act. I know the family well. He knows the family so well, the George Policing Act, that he can't really think of that family's last name, Floyd. How about this? George, I mean, I'm sorry, Joe offering observations about how cops should do their jobs. Why is a police officer showing up to the suicide threat, someone trying to jump off a building? We need more social workers there. 
Cops show up, number one, because they're actually pretty good at it. They're very good at it. Talking people out of making a horrible mistake in horribly distressed moments. Cops have been doing this, really, since policing started. And oh, by the way, it's dangerous. You can't have social workers hanging off the side of a bridge, can you, while they're saving a life? And some of those jumpers, they try to take people with them. All right, Joe, you got that straightened out? Then the lying. Of course, with Joe, there's always lying. I got started in politics because of the civil rights movement. I noticed some of you were looking and I thought you were wondering, how does he know the black national anthem? Well, because I sat in a black church after going to seven o'clock mass, I'm a happy practicing Catholic, at 10 o'clock on the east side, getting ready to go out and desegregate restaurants and movie theaters in my state. Um, none of that's true. Uh, practicing Catholic, maybe. Uh, something you don't brag about, by the way, but uh, here's Joe telling the truth. Now, it was a long time ago. He did tell the truth that he had pretty much nothing to do with the civil rights movement. During the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. Okay, and he also wasn't desegregating movie theaters in Wilmington. We know that about his record. We know he's lying. So, all right, we've seen some bragging. We've seen some lying. We've seen some pandering. But the thing is, Joe has real power. And when he comes up with ideas like this, um, we should be worried. I directed every single federal agency in the United States government to promote access to voting, and each agency is heading and heeding the call. For example, the Department of Veterans Affairs is going to make it easier for veterans and their families to register to vote. You know why? Because we're going to use VA facilities and they're going to open them up for everybody and nobody's going to stop anybody. That sounds really ominous, doesn't it? I'm a veteran, by the way, and I can tell you the Veterans Administration, we actually all know this, has enough to do already. And he wants them involved in voting. Why? What's really going on here? Vote manufacturing? I've heard of that happening before. They should stay the hell out of it, all right? Now, Joe, by the way, wants to, uh, he wants to be a huge, larger-than-life figure. He really does. He wants to show everybody that he's more consequential than Barack Obama. And to do that, he's going in directions he never did in his career. I mean, totally off-the-charts liberal. We're all seeing it. There's something very, very wrong with this person. And uh, he just lectured a bunch of black people about how much work he did on their behalf. Let's get a peek into what remains of Joe Biden's soul. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. It's a fully, I'm not joking. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. That's out and out racism. And today, an out and out racist got an honorary degree from a historically black college. 
What an interesting country. What a sad moment. Carson, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's Our system is broken. We lost too many lives, too many jobs, and too many opportunities because Washington got it wrong. They took away our freedom without making us safer and tried to kill our spirit and our dignity. As a heart surgeon, I know how precious life is. Pennsylvania needs a conservative who will put America first, one who can reignite our divine spark, bravely fight for freedom, and tell it like it is. That's why I'm running for Senate. I'm Dr. Oz, and I approve this message. Hey, I love it. I love Dr. Oz. I've actually known him for a long time. Um, I think he'd make a great U.S. senator. I'm not endorsing anybody. I can't do that. But Dr. Oz joins us right now, Republican candidate for the United States Senate in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz, welcome to Newsmax. How are you? I'm very well, Greg. Thanks for having me on. If I can just say something, because I think this would resonate with you, that last line about telling it like it is, which you try to do, that's actually one of the big problems we're having in America. People with good ideas get shamed, they get silenced, they get bullied, they get canceled. And in medicine, if you don't say what you see, people die. I never understood how we messed this up so badly, but at least that basic assumption that you can say what you believe is happening and be respected for it, which doesn't happen to a lot of conservative people, that's a big part of my platform. Very good. I love it. I love it. Look, though, you've got a great life. <laughs> you, you, you're a doctor. You're very good at that. You're talk show host, money, fame, you, great family. Politics, as we all know, is, uh, is really nasty and dirty and broken, as you mentioned. Why do this now? I think uh, if I look back in my life, the realization that my parents as immigrants were welcomed by this country, which afforded it opportunities unimaginable to other places, and which of course led to my success directly, is something that generated a debt. I want to repay my debt. Yes, all those things you said are true, and I've had a blessed life, but it's because I am an American living in America, and I want to repay that debt by running for public office. It, no matter what happens, it's worth it because I owe the country that. And I'm going to be a public servant. You know, I. I, I do believe choices should be ours. I've taken on big pharma, I've taken on big tech, I've taken on big agrochem, I mean, I've got scars to prove it. You've witnessed me go through some of these, these trials and tribulations, but I cannot be bought. I'm passionate about this because I know that if I serve the people of Pennsylvania and this country wisely, I can make a difference in addressing some of the crises that we're all witnessing, you know, the erosion of American values that viewers probably are nodding their head yes because we all see it right in front of us, but we're unable to empower each other to react. My candidacy is about that very reality. You did an interview with Trump during the 2016 campaign. Uh, it was a very good interview. Uh, you were better than anybody in the fake news, quite frankly. You're not fake news. It was just like two people, two peers. What, are, what is your view on Trump? Uh, talk about him. Um, uh, do you want his endorsement? You know, I'm, I'm my own person. I don't want to be put in the box. I'm very proud of who I am. Uh, but I do respect what the Trump voter is feeling which is they recognize that someone stood up for them, someone took hits on them, someone fought for them, and they want their turn. 
They're waiting at the well for their chance, and everyone keeps getting put in front of them because the federal government's taking actions that they don't think they should be able to be pushed to the side for. And uh, President Trump addressed those issues. And he also did things that I think he didn't get credit for. I mean, no matter who you are in this you know, political spectrum, the Operation Warp Speed success, the gift to the world of the mRNA vaccines, I'm not for the mandates, but we, I do think that believe the vaccine was a plus. This is something we should be celebrating. Instead, it was the opposite. People are literally rooting against what President Trump was trying to do in COVID. And at the time, we were sitting there thinking, well, how is this even possible? And as a doctor, I'll tell you, when you mix politics and medicine, you get politics. <laughs> And it was infuriating because we ought to be rooting for the best solutions. Just yesterday, Greg, just yesterday, here we are almost two years in, the FDA finally, the panel said, we got a pill that works. Until yesterday, and it's not even formally approved yet, if a patient came to you with COVID, you gave them a piece of paper with the diagnosis and they went on their way. And I would tell them, if you turn blue, call me, because it means you're sick. Uh, how's that possible? Normally, a doctor gives a patient a treatment. We were rooting against treatments during much of COVID for reasons that, again, were frustrating to me. Dr. Fauci, your take on him. Well, Dr. Fauci said something very unfortunate last weekend. He said that he was science and people who didn't like him don't like science, don't respect science. I think this whole concept of believing in science is foreign to me. I believe in God. Science is something that you trust, you work on, you improve. There's no finality to it. Uh, you, you, and you know, you know, we have an, a J. Edgar Hoover of public health right now, and that's not what we want. We just want to have people coaching us, giving us advice if they're scientists, and let the people who are decision makers who have been elected by the people of this country to make decisions accordingly. And that process has been thwarted a little bit. It's been off kilter, not balanced. I would never ask you about money, uh, but now that you're a candidate, I got to ask you about money. I mean, any chance that you can self-fund this thing? I just looked at the website. There's a donate tab, but, um, you know, I mean, are you putting your own cash into this thing? Well, we do have a website. It's DrRoz.com. It has lots of information on it besides a donation tab. Uh, I'm putting up a lot of money, Greg. Uh, some of it's been in the papers. Uh, it's millions and millions of dollars, and I will put in as much as I need to put in to, uh, to win this primary and the general election. That stated... If we don't have a groundswell of support, if people sitting at home right now don't say, I'm going to give the guy 10 bucks because I believe what he's saying, it means that I'm on my own. I don't want people on the sidelines watching. We're all in this together, and together we will persevere. So the nice thing about donating money is not that I have to have your money. It's that it means something to me that you're all involved. And if you give money, again, 10 bucks, it means you're going to tell your friends that you did it because you actually are starting to believe in the bigger message. Dr. Mehmet Oz, Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. I look forward to having you back, sir. Um, good luck. Keep in touch. Politics. I can see. I can see you going all the way, but we'll see. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. Take care, Greg. All right. We'll be right back. Information. Truth is power is freedom is money is health is newsmax millions watch it for free so can you no paywall no subscription newsmax is real news for real people Thanks for watching. You chose well because there are trillions of uh, shows and web pages you could be looking at right now. You chose this one, and it was a good choice because we're talking about truth. We're talking about facts that 
Folks on the left will deny, and even if they understand them to be true, they may try to cancel you, cancel me, for talking about it. Maybe I'm naive, but I think it's important to talk about problems so we can come up with a solution. Hmm? So every night we go there when others won't. And here's something that we have to deal with. It's true. Despite what Black Lives Matter, the organization tells you, cops are not the threat to black men. They are not. If you look up the numbers, the threat posed by police officers to black men who may be committing crimes, it's dwarfed by black men who commit crime against other black men. I'm sorry, but this is the reality. In fact, blacks commit nearly two-thirds of all violent crime while they constitute just 15% of the population. And in heavily populated counties, blacks commit homicide at a rate 11 times that of whites. I don't know why this is, but this is reality. And here's another one. In black families, well, there are too many MIA or AWOL black fathers. There are, and that can lead to all kinds of problems. It can lead to prison, lower graduation rates, children out of wedlock. Barack Obama is the one who actually brought this to my attention all the way back in 2008 when he wasn't afraid to make those points. He doesn't anymore because he doesn't need us anymore. Let's see. Ashley Babbitt, I believe, was murdered on January 6th. She was murdered. You saw the clip I did. I saw that she was unarmed. I saw that no warning was offered, no verbal command to get back. She was shot and killed, and nobody seems to care. I do. Also, January 6th, let's stay on that for a moment. January 6th of uh, this year is being exploited, being exaggerated and sensationalized by the left to score political points and to hurt those of us who support Donald Trump. Also, Election Day, November 3rd, 2020. I understand that Joe Biden is the president right now. He was sworn in on the 20th. But good people can still have concerns about the fairness of that election. Was it totally fair? I don't think we know enough. I think there's a lot more to be learned. Quit calling it the big lie. This was a very unusual election, and it's perfectly fine for us to ask questions and get answers. Also, Joe Biden, <laughs> obviously he's feeble. This is a feeble person in the White House. Did you see this, by the way? Even Fox News covered this up. He fell not once, not twice, three times going up the steps to Air Force One not too long ago, and it's ignored. Now, I feel especially qualified to have this conversation because of this, the Marine Corps. I served uh, in my 20s and early 30s on active duty as a Marine Corps pilot, and I loved it. I am so grateful to the Marine Corps and the country for giving me the opportunity. One of the greatest things about it, you get to see the world and see the country. I lived all over the place, and I feel like I developed a very special understanding for who we are. And quite frankly, that's different from a lot of folks in the media. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt across America, reporting tonight from Louisville. Good evening. Day two of our Across America journey, Louisville, Kentucky. They're acting like it's a foreign country, some sort of exotic excursion they're making to the middle of the country. Isn't that interesting? And in a way, they don't really want to do that. They want to get right back to New York, right? Right back to New York, where they can meet celebrities and that kind of thing. 
like George Clooney. Um, some people spend their life wishing that they could meet George Clooney, and uh, I don't understand why. As a matter of fact, my passion is telling the stories of uh, people who are not famous, real people. I actually once developed a little project, and all I did was interview people from all walks of life. That guy just got out of jail. There was a doctor there. She's an airline pilot. I mean, why go through an actor? a middleman who's reading a script from somebody else, pretending to be somebody else, just go right to the person. Doesn't that make sense? Now, because I noticed these things, I also noticed that Donald Trump was going to be a force in this country for a long time, and I made the observation on June 16th of 2015. That's the very day he declared. Now, I was actually in the room. I was in the room, and. If you watch this show, show, you know I'm a proud Trump supporter, and I have been for a long time, all the way back to that date. That's me, actually. Uh, long story as to how I got there and what I was doing there, uh, but when he came down the escalator, that's me, and uh, I listened to the speech. A lot of other people did, too. How did they react? Let me show you the New York Daily News, one of the top newspapers here in the city. This is what they said after Trump declared, clown runs for president. Nobody was taking him seriously. Here's what I said. I think he might be a game changer in this race. Listen to that speech. It's going to go over well uh, in certain precincts in Iowa, New Hampshire. This is a big deal. This is not a joke. Huh. Now, I show you that not to say I'm some sort of political expert or anything like that, but I know America, and the speech I knew would resonate. It would resonate with my friends in the military and those places that I lived over the years. Now... This is not me. I'm not here bragging. It sounds like it, but I'm not, because everything that I experienced, everything that happened, all the decisions, the good ones, the bad ones, every step of the way, I was in God's hands. We all are. Some of us recognize it, and some of us don't. I know he wants each and every one of us to recognize it, because he wants to have that relationship with each and every one of us. Uh, it is amazing. Uh, not living a perfect life, but a heck of a lot better than it used to be. So that's what I'm up to. Thank you for joining us, and I'll be right back. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. America, our home. Sadly, right now it is AFU, all fouled up. Uh, there are some really crazy things that are happening, uh, things that make no sense. And it's, uh, it's kind of amusing. It's also sad at the same time. Mostly sad, but I'm going to go through some items that really have me stumped. Like, how could this actually be happening in our country? Top 20 that have me totally puzzled. Right after that, though, we'll go into the things that our country is doing right. But first, USA, AFU, and here's a great example. Van Jones, who is a partisan Democrat as nasty as they come, was recently awarded $100 million in a civility award from Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, no kidding, gave him a $100 million cash prize for his courage and civility. And Van Jones says this about Republicans. How were, how were the Republicans able to push things through 
when they had less than 60 senators, but somehow we can't. <laughs> well, the answer to that is, they're <laughs> That's so cute. That's so funny. Give him a hundred million dollars because he's so civil. This is a, not a not a fake, not not fake news. This actually happened. Van Jones, hundred million dollars for being civil. Also, number two on the list, AOC. Just her presence, quite frankly, is uh, rather amusing. That this thirty-one-year-old uh, should have so much. Well, she doesn't have real influence because she doesn't have any seniority, but somehow people are intimidated by her, especially older white Republicans in Congress. I don't know what's happening here. I do know she's totally insane. She successfully pushed, and the fact that she wouldn't want the most successful company in history, Amazon, speaking of, to come to her district. They wanted to come to her district and she campaigned not to let him in, and she was proud of it when she won. I think it's incredible. I mean, it shows that everyday Americans still have the power to organize and fight for their communities, and they can have more say in this country than the richest man in the world. How many jobs would her constituents have had? Very strange. She showed herself not to understand basic economics. When she fought so successfully, she is right. She did beat the richest man in the world, uh, but she actually lost, and so did her constituents. Here's something that's totally crazy that no one seems to be talking about. Uh, pornography. Sorry to bring it up, but uh, pornography is absolutely everywhere. Everyone has access to just about anything conceivable at any time. In the old days, not terribly long ago, if you wanted to see this stuff, you had to wear a hat, glasses, and go two towns over uh, like Woody Allen did in Bananas. He was uh, very shy, and you had to actually go out into the world to buy something. Now, children have access to this, and children sometimes are generating it themselves. I am sorry, but it's actually happening. In the old days, they passed notes to each other, and that was kind of fun, kind of cute. Now it's, quite frankly, um, very disturbing to consider what they are passing to each other. Also on my list, and it's pretty broad, but Joe Biden is in the White House. Oh, find this despicable. Republican voters. Look, you can take your pick about what you don't like about Joe Biden, his lack of integrity, uh, the not even trying to unify the country, his background, all kinds of things, the circumstances of his election. Some of us do have concerns about the fairness of the 2020 election. I'll leave it at that for now. How about this? Police, number five, suddenly police. They're the bad guys. That was very quick. Remember, throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, we had all these TV shows that appropriately glorified cops. Now they are responsible for just about anything bad that ever happened. And those ridiculous protests last summer, you got all kinds of people virtue signaling saying they like them and it was something that was good. And we should all be proud that the vast majority of protests have been peaceful. That from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and that probably from some of the people you work with or your neighbors. People have been so fooled and conned by the Black Lives Matter movement. Number six on the list, more recently, a suspected mass shooter, a school mass shooter. He's alleged to have shot 
for people the day before yesterday in Texas has already been released from jail on bail. 75, this is a major story. They evacuated the kids. The SWAT team showed up. Four people were shot. And the suspected shooter is already out on bail and enjoying himself. You know, sometimes it all depends on what the victim looks like and what the accuser looks like. How about this in Portland, Oregon? That was a pretty brutal kick right to the head. That person who did the kicking is already out of jail. You know who's not going to be out of jail for several years at least, it looks like? The Horns guy from January 6th, Jacob Chansley, has pleaded guilty, and it looks like the arrangement has him in jail for at least four years, potentially. Four years. He didn't hurt anybody, and he didn't break anything, and at times I saw a video. He was being courteous. He was obeying the cops. How about that? A guy who attempts to kill somebody with his foot, kicking them in the head, is already out of jail, and Jacob Chansley, who knows when he's going to get out of jail. That brings me to the FBI. I used to have such respect for that organization. Now, as you know, the Attorney General has alerted the FBI to start looking into the school boards. Those school boards, those women and men, those parents, have been too effective. They've been too passionate, and it's making some school board members a little bit uncomfortable as they and their faculty allies push critical race theory. So they've made a federal case out of it, and the FBI is coming. It's ridiculous. Uh, next on the list, real quick, uh, no real comment needed. Dr. Fauci is still a national figure. Uh, we, What else do we have to say about him? I think he's said enough. He's been wrong so many times. Nancy Pelosi, her very presence, quite frankly, infuriates me. And LeBron James. You know, we used to find ourselves all rooting for athletic heroes, sports stars, but LeBron James has tried to tear this country apart, uh, and big corporate entities just uh, roll over for him. I know one guy who doesn't. And by the way, LeBron James, you can have him. Very few, very few would call him out like that. Here's something that you may have heard of, the ridiculous 1619 project from the New York Times. This is being pushed by the Times and uh, somebody named Nicole Hannah-Jones there on the left. It is a totally garbage theory that everything about America was based on slavery. We actually left the UK so we could have slaves here in America. Every respected historian of all races totally discredits this theory, but it's being pushed. And she has access to every corporate boardroom in America because uh, people are afraid. People are afraid to kick her the hell out, and that's what she deserves. The fake news, we know they're terrible, but emblematic, representative of the fake news more than anybody is probably George Stephanopoulos, uh, the former Clinton official, uh, the Clinton donor to the Clinton Foundation. Do you know how much money this guy makes? He is something, uh, yeah, $15 million. $15 million, more than, what is that, $1.2 million a month, $250,000 a week. Do you think he gets that money for telling the truth? Of course not. He and so many others guilty of pushing a fake news narrative. Um, also on my list here, the Commission on Presidential Debates. And we should start talking about these folks earlier. Uh, sooner the better, really, because they screw up every single 
presidential cycle. They've been doing it for years. They did it in 2020. So unfair to Donald Trump, biased moderators. And the whole thing is run, again, by the Commission on Presidential Debates. They actually, it's a big nonprofit. They get big time contributions from people like Anheuser-Busch. Yes, the beer people. And by the way, their logo? <laughs> I think it's heavily influenced by Anheuser-Busch, huh? You think this is pure? You think this is uh, on the merits? No, something odd is definitely happening with those debates. And so skewed, so skewed against Republicans in favor of Democrats. Also, suddenly, everybody in the country seems to be smoking pot, weed everywhere. Did we have a national, a true national conversation about this? People are smoking pot and getting into cars. They really have no way of detecting that. I mean, yes, drunk driving, we know how to detect that and the breathalyzers and all that stuff. We don't have the same thing for uh, marijuana. And I don't think uh, we've embraced it way too fast. Everywhere you go in New York, literally everywhere you go in the city, you can smell this stuff. You got kids doing it. It's, I, I think more people are doing it than not doing it. And we don't know the full consequences of some of these very reckless decisions. The music in America, that's uh, number 17 on our list. Look, um, I think music has plateaued. Uh, I'm not the only one saying this. I mean, there are people in their 20s and their favorite music is from the 80s and 90s, even the 70s. Music was actually superior, in my opinion. And now it is so unbelievably trashy. Cardi B and the stuff she sings about, you can look it up. But uh, And by the way, I'm no prude, but this is, um, this is a little much. This is a little much. How about the Central Intelligence Agency? Don't you think they should probably rebrand by now? Think of everything they've gotten wrong. Uh, and I know their emphasis right now is finding, I don't know, uh, a, a diverse workforce in terms of race and gender and orientation. Quite frankly, when it comes to our national security, who cares about that stuff? We just want the best people. I don't care if they're a hermaphrodite or transgender or whatever, just be able to do the job. They've made it clear though, that it's not about the ability, it's about getting the check in the block. It's really, really sad. And considering their track record lately, let's see, Afghanistan, um, no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, the failures before September 11, 2001, and already they're screwing around with their priorities. National security, not a woke workforce, okay? How about Ashley Babbitt? I am very frustrated. She's uh, 19 on our list. It should be probably higher. The first one, I think about her every day. Shot and killed on January 6th. She was unarmed. The cop knew she was unarmed, and he fired. And that cop has essentially been given a gold medal. The fake news is he preys on him, and he's still on the job. No disciplinary action whatsoever. That I, I still can't get over. All right. Sorry to be so negative, but these things are happening. But a lot of great things are happening as well. When I come back, we'll go through that list. I think it'll be a bit more enjoyable. Stay with us. All I, All can, I can say, say is, is that, that the, the fake, fake news, news just doesn't get it, do they? <laughs> the fake news doesn't like this part of America, the part of America that is so fantastic, like Americans who win the gold and are proud of America at the Olympics. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. 
I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent USA. <laughs> love it. Well <laughs> That was awesome. Tamira Mensa Stock, um, an amazing moment and an amazing young woman. Uh, hey, America is the land, and I think we invented it, of talk radio. Okay, the left, they may have their Twitter and they may dominate social media. But the airwaves, tens of millions of people listen to these conservatives and they are brilliant and they're probably a thousand times better than those morons on social media. Sorry, but a lot of them out there. Uh, also this, hey, we've got the funniest comedians in the world, including this guy, Dave Chappelle. Transgender's a gangster. <laughs> I used to do business with a transgender in Hollywood. Man, everybody would be scared of her in the boardroom. She walk in there, newly minted woman, high heels, purse. <laughs> Wouldn't say anything to us, just walk around the conference table looking mean as <laughs> Then she walked to the head of the conference table, stare at us all, reaching a person, pull her old out and throw it on the table. <laughs> Let's talk business, gentlemen. Hey, I, I think it's funny. You know, it's okay to point out our differences and laugh at them a little bit. There are things happening, and comedians are supposed to point that out. We don't always agree with them. They're trying to cancel him for this little uh, bit about the transgender community, get him kicked off of Facebook. May happen, but they can't cancel Chappelle. Uh, hey, America, we can send probes to Mars. I mean, I actually think that's pretty wild. Uh, we've got that Curiosity rover doing its thing up there. We've actually been sending spacecraft to Mars since the mid-1970s. This one is special. It has this little drone that it can fly around. And I saw a picture this week from the Martian surface, from the surface of Mars. This is what the Earth looks like from Mars, just a little, little dot in the sky. You see the Mars hills there? It's so cool, huh? When we look up in the sky, that's what it looks like. When we someday look back from Mars, that's what... I think that's great. Also this, we're going back to the moon. The astronauts have already been selected. The Artemis program, we've got some bright men and women, and one of them will be going back to the moon maybe in 2024. That's not very long from now. Donald Trump, in large part, responsible for that. I think it's fantastic. Also, as much as I can't stand big tech, you know what? I got to hand it to them. These tools, I use them every day. Sometimes uh, they're a little bit addictive. They're also... Very helpful, let's be honest. They are connecting with people, looking at stuff, finding information. You used to have to go to the library. Now you can find out anything no matter where you are. I like it. I just wish they were better at managing it and a little bit more fair to people on the right, uh, politically, all right? The police, we love the cops, we really do. They do amazing things every single day and I, it breaks my heart that they are being treated with so little respect by so many people. But even the people who don't like them, when they get in trouble, they'll call the cops and the firefighters and all those first responders, they're awesome. America, we've got so much going for us, including our geography, sea to si shining sea. Almost by definition, we're gonna be a superpower because we go from one ocean 
to the next. I mean, I don't want to just rely on that, but it is a big natural advantage. I love our highway system. Yes, you hear about the crumbling infrastructure. But just like that James Brown song said, super highways, coast to coast, easy to get anywhere. Uh, I love that about America. The vaccine. As you know, I think it should be an option. But I love that America came up with it first. And Donald Trump made it happen. They laughed about Operation Warp Speed. But if there is one person responsible for helping us get to the vaccine when we got to it, it's Donald Trump. And uh, the world has him to thank. Not just America, but the world. I'd like to also thank the flight attendants. I've been doing a lot of flying lately, and I notice... uh, It's a very tough job. All right, that looks like first class on some exotic airline, but I'm talking on JetBlue, United, American, those uh, short little trips. This is definitely first class, Um, but that's okay. They're great, too. Uh, It's a very, very hard job, and the napkins and people can be somewhat difficult. I think the flight attendants are, uh, are pretty awesome. Also, you know my favorite, those who have been going to the school board meetings and saying enough is enough. I don't know about you, but telling my child or any child that they are in a permanent oppressed uh, status in America because they are black is racist. And saying that white people are automatically above me, my children, or any child is racist as well. School board, I quit. I quit your policies. I quit your trainings. And I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents. I believe that CRT is the new Jim Crow. This is the new form of segregation and my family will not stand for it. You're emotionally abusing our children and mentally abusing them. You're demoralizing them by teaching them communist values. This is still America, ma'am. And as long as I'm standing here on this good ground earth of God, I will fight. I love it. I love it. You know, adversity, uh, these challenges that we're going through, sometimes they happen for a reason. These Women, men finding out that they have so much inside to deliver. I don't know, but maybe they even surprise themselves. Uh, I, I, I think it's great. I do. I, I admire their courage and, and how eloquent they are, how forceful. They're terrific. All right. Oh, number 12 on the list. The United States Marine Corps. Yes, they've gone a little crazy with the woke stuff, but the Marines on that wall and saving the baby Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. It is such a shame that they are giving some of these Marines a hard time now. It's it's absolutely crazy. One of these Marines is under fire because uh, he appeared at a rally with Donald Trump. Can you believe that? And speaking of Trump, he's on the list, too. I am so thrilled that Donald Trump is most likely going to run for president uh, again. Seems like he's running right now. And you think about it. With everything that he went through personally, everything that his family went through, somebody with those talents could do anything they want, and it looks like they want to serve again. And I am very, very grateful. We'll keep our eye on that. Thank you, everybody, for your support in 2021, and we're counting on it next year as well. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you, Newsmax, everybody who makes this happen. All right. See you soon. All the best.